Hello and welcome to another episode of Words of Colour's In Conversation podcast. I'm your host, Heather Marks, and I'll be speaking to creatives of colour about their practice. Today's guest is Lily Green, director and lead artist of No Bindings, a Bristol-based publisher that is changing the way we experience literature through audio and art. No Bindings combines text, audio and visual art to create multimedia publications that are truly beautiful to interact with. Their work includes Here We Grow, a social publishing project about growing older in Bristol, Radio Book Rwanda, a literary imprint showcasing Rwandan and East African voices, and a new collaboration with We Can Make, a community-led housing initiative combining podcasts and postcards. In this episode, Lily shares the intriguing origins of no bindings in Brazilian string literature, the anxieties of being a young creative, and how audio, print and community are at the heart of her practice. Welcome, Lily Green. First, I'd like to start by finding out about your journey into becoming a publisher. Where did this attraction to printmaking come from? And how did you, yeah, how did you grow into just becoming the creative that you are? Oh my goodness. (laughs) How long have you got? (laughs) No, um, yeah, so I think I'd sort of, fallen out of love with books a little bit after university sort of like ripping them apart and (laughs) analyzing them um and so when I moved to Bristol I was very keen on visual arts um I sort of stumbled literally across printmaking um whilst I was living in Madrid for a short period of time and I don't know I just fell in love with with the the chemistry of of actually putting the, the the print and the ink into the paper or onto the paper uh, and I thought, wow, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life, actually. Um, and the reason I was in Madrid was because uh, I studied Spanish and Portuguese at university and um, was doing my year abroad. So, and then when I moved to Bristol, that was the one thing I wanted to promise to myself that I would do that. Um, so uh, I was looking for, for jobs, you know, just out of university, world is my oyster. I wasn't really getting anywhere, wasn't really enjoying arts in Bristol that much. I felt like there was a lot to go and see and a lot to go and do. But when it came to trying to work, it uh, was already, it was quite small and it was quite mm-hmm. sort of in place. And and um, I don't know, maybe this feeling that like, if you've got the job, that's it you'll hang on to it forever and right. there's no sort of pro- room for progression um into these institutions or whatever uh so that was really frustrating um or you know when I tried to apply for community arts jobs it was like you had to prove that you had killed for your community and things like that and when I was moving to a new place yeah I'm trying to make a community mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. trying to like infiltrate one yeah, yeah. and I don't know I just felt like, you know, a bit pushed out, I guess. Um, Or just maybe it was a case of wrong timing or something. Um, Yeah, so I suppose, you know, when you do get pushed and you're a creative, you Mm. start to think on your feet a little bit. And so um, I just said to myself, okay, if none of that's going to work out the very least I can do is printmaking mm-hmm. so I'd saved up some money and um did the spike island or spike print studio printmaking course 
which was amazing. And it was just that little three hours a week that I carved out to just do this thing whilst I worked in um, a restaurant. Um, and then I did that classic thing where I was just like, okay, if no one's going to mm-hmm. give me what I want, I'll just go and find it. And so uh, I was volunteering in the woods and I said, I want to run a drawing group. I started kind of, I guess, mimicking what I thought I should be doing. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, maybe I should get a share a studio with some other artists. And so I got this tiny cupboard with like five other illustrators <laughs> and I'd sort of go in there and like, draw things and right. sort of look around me at these four walls and no windows it's like oh, I'm not no. feeling very inspired yeah exactly um but it was kind of that combination of timing in a weird way um because part of the spike print course we had this amazing um artist book binder called Guy Begbie came in and the way he made the books wasn't about kind of like measuring out the perfect length yeah. of page and and it wasn't about putting things in a computer and InDesign. It was literally, you have a huge piece of paper, you fold it, you fold it, you fold it and fold it again until you have your pages, you mm-hmm. cut your pages and then uh, you just, yeah, you bind it all together and you can make these amazing shapes and he was really like tough with the paper and, right. and I don't know, just that physicality of mm-hmm. it. Whereas in my mind, it had been very kind of on a computer, very far reaching, you know, I'm never going to be able to design something. Right. And then at the same time, seeing this risograph machine produce beautiful prints just from, I mean, it works like a photocopier, so you just put it in and then print it. I started to think, actually, you can start to have a more physical approach to mm-hmm. like, cra- like making books, you're essentially crafting them. And uh, so that's kind of how I got into um the book side of things um and then in terms of the the audio that was like specifically me kind of re-engaging with my studies a bit more I really enjoyed learning about uh literature de cordel which is from Brazil and it literally means sort of string literature and it and it's called that because these tiny little like books um, all hung on little strings in a market, oh. and each of them has a, a, a like a, a long poem inside, and then like a woodcut picture on the front. And they sell them in all these different colours, and they're really really cheap. And at the same time as having these poems inside, um, there are the performers who perform these poems. And so you have this word cordel, which actually means literally translates as string, actually standing for not just the book but the actual performance as yeah. well and everything that comes with it and I just yeah. thought that was really interesting that you could have uh like a literature that that was captured in two mediums but was yeah. whole together mm. um and so I really like that and then again you kind of I kind of saw this happening when I was looking at medieval Spanish and the theories behind what came first when it came to epics like was it the, the the person performing on the street and having their poem written down or was it the 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 sort of historians writing down the epics mm-hmm. and then the poets sort of learning them and performing them which mm-hmm. way around was it um but I really liked that idea that you had this same piece of literature say like an epic poem kind of thing existing at the same time in two different mediums so you had it written in this beautiful book like mm-hmm. hand you know designed and then you also have it um being performed uh, to large crowds and when you think about 
that period of time you had so many people who are pre-literate as well it also becomes a whole different kind of set of audience as well and just like the power of having two mediums Mm. and for this one piece of literature um so yeah so I was really like excited about these things I didn't just want to talk about them and then I had all these skills that were like I was gaining at the same time um and yeah just kind of all collided into this idea that maybe I could make my own kind of medieval slash Brazilian (laughs) book (laughs) that wouldn't be held together by string and so uh I played around with the title loose sheets (laughs) but I just felt a little bit too much like (laughs) sounds a bit like loose shit I am am getting a toilet paper vibe from this. I changed it to no bindings. I changed it to no bindings. And I was, like, really excited about that until I think my partner said, like, well, like, new balance trainers. I was like, thanks. Anyway. uh, Yeah, so I went with with no bindings because I liked the sound of it. Like, it also also felt to me a little bit like, "Mm, there's nothing holding you back. You know, there's no, like, chains around you or whatever. Um, and you can just keep on changing up what you're doing. You don't have to do the mm-hmm. same thing, but you can s- combine these things in different ways um, and see what happens. Um, and so, you know, I'm actually very much a, an analog person, you know, like there's a reason I wanted the physicality of printmaking. There's a reason I wanted the physicality of crafting the book. Um, I don't have a Kindle or anything like that. So to... But at the same time, you know, I'm not blind to the fact of the direction in which we are going in terms of, um, you know, digital content and things like that. Um, but also, I, I guess I kind of saw the a mirroring between um, the kind of performance nature of those two forms of literature I was talking about and kind of the, in, the like the Internet and those platforms of as performance spaces Mm, um, where larger larger crowds of people can access things um, but also make their own interpretations and yeah well I mean it's like you have like three different realms yeah 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 Yeah, so it's definitely like thinking okay how can I turn this uh, the function of the performance how can I translate that to digital and then yeah just took a crack These questions of liveness, print, and the digital sphere are answered differently and innovatively in each No Bindings project. In the next part of the episode, Lily shares the difficulties of not fitting into other people's view of publishing and how staying true to her practice has led to an exciting new project, The We Can Make Chat Show, which examines the nationwide housing crisis and community led solutions in Knoll West, Bristol. I think what I really enjoy doing is, well, I feel like I've gotten to a point where I understand the three key facets of what I'm doing with No Bindings, which is audio, community and print. And I think it can combine in lots of different ways. And sometimes the audio is the big centrepiece and the print and community kind of sit behind or the print is the big thing that's at the front and the audio and community support it or the community is, is, is the thing and then audio and print are kind of just behind it. Mm. Um, so I'm starting to understand like how those three sort of points of the triangle grow and shrink depending on what I'm working on. That's been a really nice point to get to. 
I just want to return to what you were saying about practice, about um, these three facets that make it about audio, community and print. Mm. With these, with this new ground that No Bindings is making, how do you envisage those three principles um, continuing into the future? Well, I guess what is the future? What, what new things do you have coming up for No Bindings? And how do you see, because what you're saying about it changing and morphing with each yeah, new project, what yeah. do you feel is at the forefront of what you're I doing I think it's next? just helped me understand both retrospectively and for the future of how I can approach things because I think it became difficult when I started closing down or no you can't do that because it's not technically you know what you do you know you only make these kind of books and they look this way and you only make this kind of audio and it sounds like this and you only work like this with other people and it was really like it was making me quite anxious because there were all these really exciting opportunities coming up and I was thinking, oh, but I've got kind of the skills and, and the experience and, and I, I'm starting to have ideas about how, how I would do that. Um, and so one of the biggest things um, that kind of demonstrates what I'm gabbling on about is um, normally when I've made uh, productions, you know, I'll make the book first or I will get the, the submissions, the writing and artwork first, and then I will do the interviews and the audio and the narrations or whatever it may be afterwards. Um, and then I think what's been really interesting with this latest commission I've done with Norwest Media Centre, um, which uh, I've started with the audio and gone the other way, which has been really exciting, and I'm not making books, I'm making postcards. And so it's like opened me up a little bit to Mm -hmm. uh, uh, combining in different ways. And so with the chat show, uh, it's called the We Can Make Chat Show. And um, it's related to this movement called We Can Make in Norwest, which is a neighbourhood in Bristol. And um, a kind of attitude and an approach to solving housing issues or like housing need in that area um and one of the ways they're doing that is is um trying out this idea of 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 claiming small plots of land in these in large gardens for for sort of um prefabricated houses so if you have like multiple generations living in one house then one generation can move out and allow more breathing space kind of thing um and then families don't have to like leave the area completely Mm -hmm. and can kind of community is one of the best things about that area um and yeah so they wanted a way to kind of capture the local residents kind of what they felt about the housing situation in the area but also what they thought of alternatives from other sort of from all over the world Mm -hmm. and whether they could work in their area as well and so we have this chat show which we do in one of the like show homes, the temporary oh. houses, which is really cool. So we bundle in there and in the evening and we set up these high chairs. You have Michaela and John, who are local residents, who are the hosts, and then guests who are also local residents and then live audience. And we play games um, to introduce like stats and facts and evidence about the housing situation nationally and in the West. And then um, hear from like personal stories about 
why people need this now Mm -hmm. makes it very very real um and yeah just a kind of uh overview of the alternatives and and we'd play this game called snog marry avoid yes (laughs) with housing alternatives (laughs) and it's so good um and like the the first episode we did we had um family come in like the kids running around everywhere and it was really really fun um just like biscuits flying (laughs) and talking about housing but yeah so they're really good fun um and what, what we do uh, is we place a poet or an artist in the audience and they listen to this conversation as it rolls on for an hour or whatever. And they create something based on that. So uh, we had Sam Grudgings, who's an amazing spoken word artist. I was sort of like, how do you feel about this challenge? And he's like, um, <laughs> it's a bit scary. But uh, yeah, so he's written this poem um, for episode one, which was all about affordability um and yeah it's this wonderful entanglement of like kind of the 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 housing language of affordability but also the the stories and and the intergenerational intergenerational uh, relationships um that 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 affect or could improve kind of housing um situations and and he just captured it all he captured it all and it was it was amazing and you sort of like have this whole new appreciation for like word craft but also artistic craft and then we'll be turning that into a limited edition set of postcards and it's i don't know it's like a, as you it's like a complete shift from yeah. sort of having a an anthology and then creating the audio and then developing a community as you go along it's like let's start with the community mm-hmm. let's create the audio with them and mm-hmm. then have the artists and writers come in and interpret and i think yeah I'm really it's been one of the best it's like a really interesting direction um and it's made me a lot more confident to apply for things and be like actually yeah I can see how I would use this element of the audio stuff I do and this element of the print and at the end of it there's always something that is made and, and real and goes in yeah. your hand and that is made public and I suppose that's where my interpretation of publishing is coming from In the final part of this episode, Lily speaks candidly about the fears of going full-time with no bindings, but how she's learning to lose those anxieties in her growth as a creative. I mean, I like at the same time I understand there's a danger to it as well. Like you can be too too much, you know? You can spread yourself too thin and people might look at you and go, I don't know what you are or what you're trying to be. I think I've gotten to a point where I'm starting to own that a bit better and losing my anxiety about being one thing or the other (laughs) (laughs) and sort of being okay with and it's weird how that can coincide and as I grow to be more comfortable with myself personally I can then grow to also be really proud of what I'm doing professionally yeah oh I'm gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but I feel like I'm starting to own it a bit better yeah um and I'm you know obviously I feel like super blessed you know this year is the first year I'm doing it full time full time I'm doing I'm not doing anything else it's scary as hell because I'm thinking like it is hard it's so hard to you want to throw yourself 110% into what you're doing, but you're having to do multiple things at the same time just to 
keep the money coming in and then thinking like a year ahead <laughs> and like not only you know it's, it's unhealthy to constantly be doing project by project by project because it's so much effort for so little stability mm. and it is really hard going um and at times obviously I you know I'm thinking why am I doing this this is ridiculous um what am I actually doing um yeah <laughs> and then and then there'll be something that will that will reignite that reason of, of why I'm doing this of um it needs to be out there and in mm. the world and it needs to be made um so yeah but yeah I'm learning so much about business as well and it feel, and, and sometimes it is really hard because you I don't know some I think within the art scene as well you get sort of stuck between strong forces of like people moaning about never getting grants and it's like but they're never wanting to engage with business and then mm-hmm. you know you don't want to engage with business because you don't want to be part of the capitalist machine but then you kind of have to like if you're gonna make the work you make then you need to pay yourself yeah and you need to pay the people you're working with um people don't like talking about money and it makes it even more difficult yes because it makes it look like things just happen mm. without and and that's and that's I think really frustrating and it, it it's very romantic and it's mm. It's not it's hard graft. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, you feel evil if you if you don't back up on your daily rate or something like that. And it's... Yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. You know, this year is all... This year is about, like, taking that risk um, and about um, being in a place where I can take that risk as well. I think if I didn't do it, I'd kick myself. Mm-hmm. So four months in, let's see how the rest of the year goes. <laughs> good luck thank you thank you Lily for joining me today where can our listeners find you and no bindings online uh, so you can uh, find the website nobindings.co.uk uh, or you can if you're an Instagram person you can find us on Instagram uh, at nobindingsproject um, and if you're on Twitter, uh, we're just at No Bindings. Yeah, so come find us. Say hello. I always really like hearing from people. I love getting random messages. Fantastic. And I fully recommend for everyone to check out Radio Bit Rwanda. Wow. Check out all the projects. Uh, yeah, if you want to listen to um, Radio Bit Rwanda, it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So yeah, Radio Bit Rwanda. And you can buy them online from nobindings.co.uk yeah (laughs) yeah all right well that brings us to the end of the show thank you so much for everyone listening to words of colors in conversation podcast you can find words of color on instagram twitter and facebook at words of color let us know if you enjoyed this episode with your likes your comments and we'll see you next month bye